Disclaimer. Content intended for a mature audience contains triggers, sexual assault, and rape references. Listener discretion is advised. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how to report sexual offenses to the police. Our special guest once again is Dr. Kizi Shako, Kenya's first female police sergeant. What should a victim expect once they get there? Should I wait uh, for 24 hours? Are there forms that need to be filled? Do I need to be examined? Do I need to bring evidence like my clothes? And what, what happens when I get to the police? At the police station, mm -hmm. what happens is that you're just going to report and say, this is how I have been violated. This is what has happened. Okay. Then the police will guide you. Okay. on what to do. You're not really expected to know everything, but mm -hmm. the police will guide you and they'll tell you, go to this you know, medical facility um, and then come back and then bring this and bring that. Okay. You should ideally not have changed your clothes, but sometimes survivors will change and it's okay. I mean, okay. you can't force it. Maybe you don't want to look dirty. Mm -hmm. Bloody. Bloody or, or other clothes. things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Place them in a paper bag. Okay. Don't wash them. Please don't wash them. Don't throw them. Mm -hmm. Don't burn them. Just keep them away where you don't have to see them, but no one else knows where they are. Okay. This should ideally go to the police. Okay. Um, so if you can carry them to the police and they are you know, nicely sealed, sealed mm -hmm. that would be good. I'm saying that would be good because you also don't want to force survivors to do things that they don't want to do. Okay. But that is uh, a good way to go about it. Okay. And then the police will not give you forms to fill. They'll just do all the write-ups. They'll, they'll take your statement. They'll do the writing. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you, you need to sign somewhere to say that you actually gave this um, testimony, this um, information. Mm -hmm. But there are no forms to fill, really. Okay. And then... Now, at the medical facility, you may have to fill a consent form because you, you need to give consent for examination and okay. evidence collection. Okay. And uh, to sign, you know, different facilities do different things. But it's the medics who will ideally do all the documenting of what was done, what they took, and, and all that. Um, if there's a consent form where you need to sign, that's what you'd be signing. Okay. Yeah, so that is basically it as far as documentation is concerned and clothes are concerned. If you went to the hospital in the clothes that you are wearing, the hospital, the medical facility should keep them because that is evidence. That, in, that It carries a lot of information, whether it's their tears, maybe there's soil or, or pieces of, of plantation, depending on the history. Maybe there's uh, blood staining, maybe there's... Uh, biological fluids on the clothes. So they need to be retained at the medical facility. Unfortunately, many times this is not done. So whatever it is that transpires in a case, just make sure the clothes are kept somewhere, not discarded, because they may be sought after later. Okay. Yeah, even if it's a week or two or three weeks later, they need to be kept somewhere in a paper bag. Paper, yeah. not plastic. Why, Why is that important? Be because... Um, in paper, there's ventilation, okay. and you need the clothes to dry. In plastic, there'll be heat retention. Then you have decomposition mold. of biological matter, yes. which is yeah, which is not good. Yeah, mold and other microorganisms growing on whatever is on them. Okay. Mm. Um, so note is that the, the clothes should be kept in a paper bag, 
and not plastic, not plastic. Not plastic bag. Mm-hmm. One, two, that the evidence should be either taken to the police station or if you go to a medical facility first, the medical facility should retain the clothes and the specimens. Yes, that is the ideal setting. The ideal are all facilities occurrence. able to do the tests that are required or do they send the samples to a specific lab? The Kenya Police Service is um, in charge of all investigations. Not all, but investigations. Okay. Including, yeah, well, there are other arms, but let's just say the police. Then um, they are the custodians of evidence. So ideally, they are the ones to move evidence around. That is the the best practice. Not the survivor, not their parent. Not the medical facility. Not the medical facility. Okay. So when you get to a hospital and you leave your clothes and they collect maybe swabs and yes, the police are to come and pick it. Okay. Not the survivor, not the hospital, not the medical facility. It's the the police to come collect it, and until they collect it, it stays there. Okay. Then they will pick it and take it to the um, government chemist. For analysis, the government chemist is a lab that conducts forensic analysis of specimens, among other things. But that's where it's done currently. So, for example, toxicology Mm -hmm. or DNA analysis to identify whose DNA is 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 do we find on this particular specimen? Does it belong to the survivor or a foreign body, a foreign person? Okay. Yeah, and and other such analyses. So, as a victim. When I get to the hospital facility, you said, yes, they'll take samples. What does that entail? Do you want to get into the details of that or? Mm, So that's very technical. Okay. But for the survivor, what they would need to know is that um, they will be asked to give consent. So you, you walk in. And you say, this is what has happened. As a medical officer or medical practitioner, I will ask. Okay, you give me your history. I'll ask you first. You consent to having this examination, and you'll have to consent for specimens to be collected. This is for adults. Yeah. Okay. You you'll give consent. Okay, both people consent, but let's just use adults for now. Okay. Then you'll give me your history because mm-hmm. I need the history, the story, what happened from point A to now. So that I know what to I do know after what to that. Do. I need yeah. it to know what to do. Yeah. So don't Without hide that, anything. It's difficult. Yeah, please just tell me everything. everything. Yeah. No detail is too small. No. Don't don't try and think about it. Just let me know because then I know what to do, how to think, how to navigate. Yeah. And then after that, I'll give you the medical treatment mm-hmm. depending on the t- the history you gave. Mm-hmm. And um going forward I'll now know what specimens to collect. Some of them will may require um, genital examination and look to see if there are injuries, what kind of injuries, mm-hmm. what kind of, uh, I'll know what kind of specimens to collect. So this mm-hmm. is uncomfortable. It's not very pleasant because you've already been violated. Exactly. So this comes with a lot of humiliation. Many people say it's humiliating. However, if the medical practitioner or the medic mm-hmm. talks you through it, and they just move at your pace because mm-hmm. that's what they will do. They'll move with you at your pace and ask you, are you okay with this? Can we move to the next stage? Can we move to the next stage? This might hurt a bit. You know, they'll just be very patient until you're done. Okay. Uh, and then that 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 has been collected, they will keep it 
and inform you where it's going. So some facilities will do some tests on what they have, mm -hmm. and some will be taken to the government chemist by the police. Okay. Others will just not Touch. do anything. Yes. Yeah. Um, as long as specimens go to the government chemist, that's, you know, because there are things they can do that hospitals cannot do, like mm -hmm. DNA. DNA yes. That one, you can't just run a DNA clinic, a DNA lab in your facilities. Mm -hmm. It's not, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, so then the results will be given to the police, okay. not to you. It's the police who will be given that because that is evidence. Okay. As long as it's evidence, it's handled by police officers. Okay. Yeah. And do I have to pay for this? services the law says you should not pay okay survivors victims should not pay for any um any procedure filling of forms examination should be free of charge however that I, is in a public facility okay. now private facilities do charge um they have their own policies mm -hmm. yeah but if you go to a public facility you will not be charged it's free of charge yeah, it's free of charge okay. and filling of forms is definitely free no matter where it is oh so for for me to get like my uh your p3 p3 form field mm -hmm. or something it's free it is free okay that's what the law says it is free. on the ground is what happens is different now yes. things oh, yes. change depending on which county but the law says it is free. God forbid if I'm taking a child to the facility, a, a medical facility for examination, I suspect they've been assaulted sexually. What should we expect? For children, the procedure is pretty much the same. The caregiver is to give consent for the examination. And then... Sorry, let me cut you short. The caregiver can be anybody. I can, even if I'm not a parent or a guardian of this child, if it's, let's say, a, a child I found on the street who I can see has been assaulted, mm -hmm. can I go with them and be the caregiver or the guardian? That's a very tricky one. So, okay, mm -hmm. caregiver, guardian, parent. Mm -hmm. So a caregiver, um, the law is very specific about that. But if you are doing something for in the best interests of a child, child, you find a child in need of, of medical attention, mm -hmm. you can take that child to hospital okay. or, or to a medical facility. Mm -hmm. Then you inform the children's office. Or you you uh, you alert the whoever it is you'll meet at the medical facility. They need to know that I found this. This is not my child. I don't know this child, but mm -hmm. this is what I saw. Mm -hmm. And I'm you know, I felt it is best for me to bring the child here as we look at all those other things, find the parents or whoever the caregiver is. Yeah, I think okay. that makes sense. Yeah, that's In clear. fact, reading the Children's Act is very <clears throat> informative because it allows, within the Children's Act, um, the Act provides for anyone to act in the best interests of a child. So you don't need to know a child or know their parent to help a child. Okay. Which means if you suspect a child is being abused in any way, mm -hmm. you, even if you are a stranger, can report it on their behalf and you can take necessary action to protect that child. Yeah, it's in, you can just read the Children's Act and it will give that information. The other thing you can do is call, there are certain hotlines for children, mm -hmm. issues on gender-based violence. Or the police. So there's, you know, 999, 112, 116, and a number of others. Okay. If you call them, they can also guide you on what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing you can do is call a children's officer 
How do I do um, that? The chief. There's a chief in every area. Okay. The chief's office has, the children's officers are also there. So if you can get to the chief, you can get to the children's officer. Or just report to a police station. They'll also be able to get the children's officer because they work together. Mm -hmm. Children's officers are very powerful. The state children's officers because they can rally whoever they need to to help a particular child in need of care and protection. So at a, so I hope that has answered your question yes, as far has. as it child has. protection is concerned. Now, this parent or caregiver can be like a, a guardian. Mm -hmm. So a children's officer can be like a caregiver okay. or if it's the grandma. You yes. know, grandmother, um, they can, they'll need to consent for this assessment to be done. Um, but sometimes you'll find that the perpetrators are the guardians or caregivers. So how do you navigate that as a medical person? Mm -hmm. um, you have to find a way. <laughs> you have to just find a way of, of getting it done. If you have to separate them, you need a high index of suspicion where the perpetrator is the person in uh, taking care of the child then find out, either admit them, you know, there are different ways to go about it. And then you alert the children's office. Medical facilities must have a children's officer's contact. It's not, you know, that should be, or a social worker, social okay. office, social worker's office, children's office within the medical facility. Then once they know, they'll pick it up and, and let the relevant authorities know. So if you're working, if you're a listener and you work in a, medical yes. facility yes. ensure that you have the contact of yes. the children's officer yes please uh, within your area mm. um that's as good as a 999 exactly number. it okay. can be very very useful sometimes call, calling directly can be more timely and mm. and better positive outcomes as a result so and then the rest of the procedure is the same you know you'll still collect uh, specimens you give your medical treatment and sometimes with children this is done under anesthesia because you don't want to traumatize them or hurt them um, yes. so it's done in theater okay mm. so even for the child to go to theater you need consent you need consent yes again. exactly okay. We've already discussed the role of the police as concerns evidence collection and um, results from the evidence collection where they go to. So I think our viewers and listeners are informed on that. Mm. Uh, I think we'll move on to the next topic, which is uh, gender-based violence. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share your feedback with us on Twitter at Amreth Medical. In our next episode, we will discuss violence in relation to sexual offenses. See you then.